You're listening to a teaching from Vintage Church LA. This week, we're hearing from a special guest speaker. I, 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 want, I want to draw your attention to the book of Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah. I'm going to share with you a passage of scripture. Many of you know it. Many of you have memorized it. It's a very famous verse. Uh, if you have your Bibles, turn to it. If you don't, click to it or scroll to it or however you, or whatever your thing is. Um, but I want to share a very, very familiar, a very familiar passage of scripture, which has been on my heart um, as I thought of you. And actually, as I thought of this gathering, let me just say this. Many of you, many of you won't need this word today. Okay. Let me just kind of set the stage. You won't need this word today. Others of you, it will meet you where you are. I suggest uh, that for those of you, those of you for which this is not where you are right now, uh, it's like when you go to the store and you buy something. And you know you're not going to wear it right away. You put it in your closet for a special time, okay? So you might want to just take this word and file it away. Because uh, I guarantee you, sooner or later, you, you'll need it, okay? So I'm just setting the stage. You, you might, in a few minutes, you may, I'm about 10 minutes into the message, and you hunch that person next to you and say, girl, this is not for me. I'm telling you right now, it may not be, not, may not be for you, okay? I'm just letting you know. Uh, but somewhere down the road, it may be God's word for you. God speaks in the book of Jeremiah to his people in verse 11, and he says, For I know, I know, the plans, one version says, the thoughts. Whatever your passage is, whatever your, your, your Bible is, and, and plans or thoughts, underline it or highlight it or drag your finger across it or whatever. I'm going to give you three words I want you to look at. I know the thoughts, one version says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Here they are. One version says, they are thoughts to prosper you. One version says, they are plans to prosper you. They are plans not to harm you. I know the thoughts. I have plans for you. And my plan is not to harm you. And then he says, there are plans, listen, to give you, one version says, hope and future. Another version says, to give you an expectation end an expected end whatever the last two words are in your version for this passage uh, underline them, highlight them, remember them uh, it may be hope it may be expected, it may be end it may be future so the three words I want you to look at I want you to look at the idea of the thoughts that I have the plans that I have God says I have thoughts I have plans of you and so this this word, this word was released to a people who wondered, where is God? The context of this passage um, is, is the cry, the heart cry of a people who wonder, has God forgotten us? It's from a people who say, um, is God even, does he know what we're going through? And in response to their query, in response to their confusion, in response to their questions, God speaks. And he says, I'm thinking about you. 
You get nothing else out of this message. You get that. You get that. If you take nothing else home with you, um, branded in your spirit, God says, I am thinking about you. Verse 11 says, I know the thoughts. I know the plans that I have for you. Now listen, now listen. The words that I've highlighted are picture words. They paint pictures. They're, they're very, um, uh, very graphic pictures. They're very uh, unique pictures. But each of these words paints a picture of a concept. So first of all, God says, I know the thoughts. One version says, I know the plans. Now listen, listen. This word for thought, this word for thought means to interpenetrate. Um, we might say to, uh, to weave together. We might say uh, to plait. See? Uh, we might say to braid together. It's, it's bringing different elements together and, and you're knitting them together. You're, you're, you're binding them together. You're weaving them together. See? Um, several years ago, my wife and I were, uh, were on a tour to the Holy Land. And we stopped in this little village, and the tour guide said, I want you, you guys are going to see a woman uh, who's a phenomenon. She's 94 years old. And she makes hand, she, she, she makes these Oriental rugs, she makes them by hand. She weaves them by hand. And the tour guide said, people come from all over the world uh, to buy her handmade rugs. She's 94 years old. Sure enough, we went out to this little open air, open air market, and, and there was a crowd around. <clears throat> And so this woman, this old, older lady, she had one of these old-time uh, looms, see, and, and she'd take, uh, take some thread and put it in there, and she'd pump it, and take some more thread, put it in there, and she'd pump it some more, take some other colors and put it in there, and she'd pump it, and colors and pumping, and thread and pumping, and thread and pumping, and colors are pumping, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. She's putting in uh, color and color and, and weaving and pressing this thing. And, and so the tour guides, tour guides said, uh, said uh, what do you think? all crowded around and this 94 year old woman is making all these colors and mixing colors and threads and, and different fabrics and she's pumping and pumping uh, very famous 94 years old and she he said what do you think what do you think and I said um, it's all right <laughs> he says no 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 what do you mean I said no I, said, it's, I'm, I didn't want to offend the old lady I said you know because you got colors over here and strings over there and strings up and down and colors. colors. I said, eh, all right. <laughs> he says, oh, 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 I forgot, I forgot to tell you, I forgot to tell you. He says, you're, you're looking at the back of the rug. <laughs> he says, if you go around to the front, he says, you'll see a masterpiece. And sure enough, it was a mess in the back. It was a mess. And you took around and you peeped at the front, and it was a beautiful tapestry, a beautiful rug. It was a masterpiece. And if you remain only looking at the backside of your life, it'll be confused. It'll make no sense. It will have no form, no structure. But as God continues to weave his thoughts, his plans into your life, on the other side, you'll be a masterpiece.
your life will display the splendor of God. God says, that's the way my thoughts are. My thoughts are. It's, it's like weaving stuff together that does not look like it matches, doesn't look like it goes there, doesn't look like it's out of place. But when I get through and they look at the other side, God brought someone here today to tell you, I'm taking you to the other side. And your life will be a masterpiece. God says, because they're my thoughts. I, I love what God, God says to Isaiah. He says, understand my, let me tell you how, how I think. God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. I don't do stuff the way you do. He says, and if you want to know about how much difference there is between the way I think and the way you think, go outside. <laughs> and look up. And about as far as the heavens are, Above the earth, that's about how much difference there is between the way you think and the way I think. He says, because my thoughts are not your thoughts. It's hard for you to understand the way I think. But now watch this. In that verse, in that verse, it says, I know. I love it. It says, I know the, I know the thoughts. And, and in Hebrew and Greek, the, the construction of a sentence is always dependent upon the emphasis in that sentence. I'll give it to you again. The construction, the idea of that sentence is always revealed by the emphasis and the position of the words in that sentence. In other words, at the beginning, at the beginning of the sentence, it says, I know. So the emphasis is, I, I know what I'm thinking. Implication. Now, you may not know. And you're wondering if I'm thinking about you at all. And God says, I'm thinking about you. And so God brings us together on a Sunday morning at Venice Church. And, and for some of us, for some of us, you're in a good place. Praise the Lord. But others of us are in a hard place. And, and the people of God in this text are wondering, where is God? They're wondering, D -d has, has God forgotten about us? They're wondering, does God see what we're going through? Does he care? Raises a question. Think of a problem that you have that God does not know about. What do you mean? That means you go to God and you say, Lord, newsflash. <laughs> Breaking headlines. Here's what's happening in my life. Think of a problem that you have that God does not know about. Next question. Think of a problem that you have that God does not care about. He doesn't know. Well, well, he knows, but he doesn't care. Ah, that's a tough word. Question number three. Think of a problem that you have that God is powerless to deal with. In other words, think of a problem that you have that God can't handle. God says, I'm thinking about you. Uh-huh. God. God, God, put that seat, put your name on that seat so you can do what I'm going to tell you to do in a minute. 
Just turn to the person next to you and say, God is thinking about you. Now, that's your ministry for the week. You just... <laughs> God, watch this. So God says, God says, I'm thinking about you. You're on my mind. Um, one version says, one version says you, you are engraved in the hand of God. One, 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 one prophet says, God has engraven you in his hand. God has a holy tat. Of you in his hand. You are tattooed into the hand of God. And every time God moves his hand, he thinks of you. God says, I know the thoughts that I have of you. Not to harm you. That's God's word for somebody. God is not out to get you. He's out to bless you. Not to harm you, he says, but to prosper you. To pro my, God says, in my thoughts, you will prosper. Now watch this. The word prosper has two things to do with money, little and nothing. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But, but, but the word prosper has nothing to do. It's not about money. Matter of fact, this word from prosper means, this word prosper, watch this. word for prosper means to move forward from behind. You missed it. Let me go to these spiritual folk on this side over here. <laughs> Word for prosper means to, it's like to be pushed forward from behind. I like this side over here, yeah. God says, watch this. God says, my thoughts of you are not to harm you, but to push you from behind into your destiny that brings honor and glory unto my name. Now, now, wait, 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 y'all, too, too late. On my side of town, that's a good place for a shout right off in there. Somebody ought to just say it, amen, or praise the Lord. Put it right in there. Put it right in there. See, that was a good place for a shout. God says, I know the thoughts that I think I'm weaving. God, I love it. I'm weaving my will together for your life. My thoughts are to move you forward. Now, watch this. I've got some bad news, and I've got some good news. Which one do you want first? All right. I'm going to give you the bad first. What do you want? Watch this. In this context, the people are saying, where is God? Does God know where we are? Does God care where we are? What is God going to bring us out of this? And in that same passage, in that same passage, all up about verses 4, 5, and 6, uh, God says, God says, I see you. I see you. I see you. I know where you are. What's your word, Lord? Lord says this. Right where you are, listen, plant seeds. Marry. Have children. Start businesses. That's the good news. Here's the bad news. Because you're going to be there for a while. God says to someone today, in a rough plot, in a, space, in, in a tough place, wondering where God is, God, God says, watch this. I love it. God says, I'm going to bless you right where you are. 
See, some of you are waiting on, waiting to get down the road because you figure that's where your blessing is. God says, no, no. I'm God enough to bless you in the middle of a mess, bless you in the middle of a problem, bless you in the middle of a storm, bless you in the middle of confusion. I'm going to bless you right where you are. And so he changes their whole attitude. He said, start planting, start building, start having babies, start having, I kind of translated it myself. He said, start having babies. He said, Bill, he said, because I'm going to bless you where you are. Word of the Lord to someone today. The bad news is you'll be there for a while. The good news is you'll be there only for a while. I'm back on this side over here. <laughs> God says, God says, you're going to be there for a while. But I'm going to bless you there. I like this. God says, God says, I'm going to bless you where you are. Listen to me because that's God's word to someone. Many of you are waiting on God to take you out and then get your blessing. God says, I'm going to bless you where you are, then bless you on your way out. God says to the people of God, be fruitful. I'm going to bless you where you are. That's God's word to somebody. It's a tight place. It's a rough place. And yet God says, you're going to be there for a while. But while you're there, I'm going to bless you. How's he going to do it? He says, I'll give you an expected end. One version says, I'll give you hope and the future. Let's come in the back door. Do the last word. It says, I'll give you an end. One version says, I'll give you a future. My, my thoughts, my, I'm thinking about you, thinking about you. And, and my thoughts, I'm taking you to an end, taking you to the future. Now listen again. That's another, that's another dynamic, actually it's an artistic picture word. And it's a word, it's a word, the word that for end, the word for future means, listen, it means to enter into the unknown backwards. Give it to you again. It, it, it's, a, it's a dynamic word. It means to go forward. See, one verse says it, it's, it's back hind, but backward and hindward. It means to go forward, but backward. Say it another way. God says, you're coming out of this, I'm going to bring you out, and you're going into the future, but you're going into it backwards. Let me try it another way. In, in, the, in the Hebrew mind, in the Hebrew mind this, listen to me, this passage, this word is a picture of a person in a rowboat, rowboat, R-O-W, in a rowboat. And God says, that's how you go into the future, as though you're in a rowboat boat. Now, he didn't say a motorboat. <laughs> Significant difference between a rowboat and a motorboat. In a motorboat, you control the handle or you control the steering wheel and you guide and drive and move that boat to the destination that you have in your mind. You're in charge. But he did not say a motor boat. The man said, it's a row boat. And the difference in a motor boat and a row boat 
is your position. In a motorboat, you're in charge of moving the ship into the destination that you know of. But in a rowboat, your job is to go that way, but you only see this way. I'm back on this side over here again. Don't get that. It's a picture of a person. Here's, here's how I'm going to bless you. It's like a person in a rowboat. In a rowboat, you're rowing, you're rowing, but it's hard to see where you're going. God says, the thoughts that I have for you, you don't always know where you're going. You don't always know what the direction is. You don't always know which way to turn. Because you're, you got one job. Just keep on rowing. Because you are not in charge of the ship. There's an old song in the African-American tradition says, African-American tradition says, uh, uh, tis the old ship of Zion. Get on board, get on board. Old song in the African-American tradition says, uh, ain't no danger in the waters. Get on board, get on board. And then it says, it, it, then it says, there's no danger because King Jesus is my captain. In this boat, you're not in charge, but King Jesus is the captain of your ship. King Jesus is the captain of your life. King Jesus controls the destination. King Jesus controls how fast you go, how slow you go. King Jesus controls what stops you make along the way. If you keep your eyes on the king instead of keeping your eyes on where you're going, you're going to watch God do a miracle in your life and take you to a place where he will bless you and he will get all the glory. Priest, Bishop. So he says this, he says, he says, he says, my thoughts about you will take you to a future. And you won't always know where you're going. Because it's like a man in a rowboat. And you can all, cannot always see the direction, the path, the rocks, the dangers. But you put your faith and the captain of the ship. And then he said, then he says, I love this. He paints another picture with this last word. He says, it is not just an end, it's an expected end. Give it to you again. Last two words in the text. He says, my thoughts are to give you an end, but an expected end. It says like this, to give you a future, but then it says, to give you a hope. And the future. You still with me? Tell your neighbor, wake up, you're about to miss something. He says, listen, the way my thoughts work, I'm going to take you, God, I love it, into the future. I'm going to back you into your blessing. And then God says, when it's blessing time, I'll turn you around. How do you know that? The word for hope, God, I love your word. The word for hope, the word for expected is another picture word. It's a picture of a rope, a cord, a rope. Ah, ah, now it makes sense. Your life is like a boat, but your boat has hope, and the hope is the rope. Going back on my favorite side over here. <laughs> I love it. God paints the picture. He says, your life is not just drifting along. 
I'm giving you an expected end. I'm giving you hope. And the word for hope means it's a picture of a rope. And God says, my rope of hope is tied to your boat. God says, God says, I'm, I'm taking you to a place of hope in your future. And that hope is like a rope tied to your boat. And when it looks like your life is going off course, God gives a tug of his rope connected to your boat that gives you hope. God says on those days when you wonder which way is your life going? Another song in the African, African American tradition it says, my life is like a ship tossed and turned on a raging sea. My mama used to sing that song. They, they, her choir sang so said, 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 life is like a ship tossed and turned on an angry sea. As surely as I stand here today, God brought someone to this room. God brought someone joining us online. And you feel like your life is like a ship tossed on an angry sea. I love it, but God says, no matter the storms, no matter the winds, no matter the, wave, the waves and the billows, God says, your boat is tied to my rope, and it's a rope of hope. That was a little boy. 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 The little boy, the boy was flying a kite, flying a kite. I don't know if they still do that, it's flying a kite. And, 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 and he'd flying a kite, and it was a foggy day, foggy day. And the little boy uh, let, the, let, the, let the kite go higher and higher and higher and higher. And finally, the, 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 uh, the kite got lost in the clouds. It went up so high, it was, like, it was lost in the clouds. And, and you could not see the clouds. So people were passing by, and all they saw was this man, this little boy, holding on to a string. Connected to nothing. And the little boy was always excited and he was always smiling and everything because, because he was holding on to this string, holding on to this rope, and on the other end was a kite and no one could see it. And they began to make fun and laugh at the little boy. They said, Bless his son, what, what, what are you doing? He, the little boy says, I'm flying a kite. Everybody says, Yeah, right. Because they could not see the kite, it was always in the clouds. And the little boy is still holding on to the rope, holding on to the cord, holding on to the string. And the man said, son, how do you know there's a kite up there? How do you know that something is connected to this string? Little boy said, well, sir, every now and then, when the wind blows, I can feel a tug on the other end. God brought somebody here today. And every now and then, in the winds and storms and waves of life, 
you don't just need a new car. You don't need a new job. All you need is a tug. And God pulls you through your storm. God pulls you through your tragedy. God pulls you through your heartache. How does he do that? He, he, he makes a way. He, he, he's a way maker. You cannot see yourself beyond where you are. And yet God is a way maker. He can make a way out of no way. He specializes in shining light into darkness. He specializes in opening up doors that are not even there. He specializes in making a way where there is no way. He specializes in being a way maker. I declare unto you today, I don't care how dark it may seem. God has brought you to this place. Thank you, Father. To release the light into your darkness. God has brought you to this place to give you a tug to remind you he's still on the other end. God brought you here to give praise to the God who makes a way. He's, he's a way maker. He, he, he opens doors where there are no doors. He takes you beyond the barriers. Listen to me. A detour is never the end of the journey unless you don't make it. None of y'all got that one. Try this out of here. The detour is not the end of the journey unless you don't make the detour. When God changes your path and changes your journey, it's not over unless you don't make the turn. God brought somebody here today to tug you into your next turn. I don't know who that was for right there. God brought someone here today to remind you he is a way maker. Come on, help me bless the Lord, somebody. Thanks for joining us for another week. We'd love to connect with you at one of our gatherings or online at vintagechurchla.com.